Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry present Journeys in Faith. Now, here's Andy Santis. Hi, and welcome to Journeys in Faith here on this Friday evening. My name is Ann DeSantis. Great to be here. And I have a wonderful guest this evening. His name is Bree Sokolowski. He is with CatholicFundraiser.net. So, Brees, thank you so much for joining us here on Journeys in Faith. Thank you for having me on the show, Ann. Good to be here. Yeah, it really is good to have you here because uh, I know you, of course, you've been a guest on Sewing Hope, the podcast that I do with Patchwork Heart Ministry, and also with... Uh, my friend, Bill Snyder, who you know as well. And so it's great to have you here so that people can learn about the wonderful work that you're doing with catholicfundraiser.net. So get out your phone, check out that website. And I will also say that myself being the director for a nonprofit for the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation is that Brees has actually helped my nonprofit so that we can reach more people with the great message that we have to evangelize within the church. So also, thank you so much for that, Brees. Thank you for helping my nonprofit, our nonprofit, to move ahead in that way. Well, you're, you're welcome. I'm glad to hear that uh, you're benefiting from it. And I know that anyone who has uh, started or joined a nonprofit, an apostolate, um, they get very excited in the beginning, but then when the world... The, or the reality hits that fundraising comes into play. Sometimes uh, they get a little stressed and they get a lot of questions. So it's a real joy to be helping uh, to be helping your apostolate and also to just be reaching out to people and telling them, you know, if you have challenges with fundraising and you want to be able to do it in a Catholic way, there's a website and there's somebody out there who can help them, and that is CatholicFundraiser.net. Yes, that's right. And uh, and like I said, I'm, I'm very blessed to uh, to have you here on the show so that you could tell other people what you're doing and we can talk about that and unpack it during this hour. Uh, now, the show is called Journeys in Faith. And as the title indicates, a lot of times we start out with the faith journeys of our guests. So we would love for you to tell us about you, your life, and also your faith and how you got involved in what you're doing right now. Absolutely. I mean, what I'm going to be more specific on, I guess my faith journey over the past year, because I think that for a lot of people has been um, kind of a whirlwind. And obviously what over the past year, what's happened um, with this uh, pandemic that has hit us, the virus, um, the change of life, um, you know, not being able to go to work, not being able to travel, not being able to do a lot of things. Um, it's definitely impacted a lot of people's faiths, but it's obviously impacted their lives. And if you are participating in an apostolate, it's definitely impacted how you run your apostolate, especially with fundraising, um, because most people do some type of an event, um, some type of charitable event, whether it's a, a dinner, um, some type of... Um, or they could have many different things where people get together and all of none of that has been able to to happen of course and so kind of like my faith journey over the past year is well number one I, i've been really blessed i could say to have had a structured prayer life for for many years now and it's definitely helped me uh, have some type of stability in all of this instability around in the world so that I found to be very, very helpful. Where, and what I mean by stability is that 
you know, I, I, I have set times where I pray. Um, I try and be Benedictine with the way I pray. But I think most religious orders and even um, churches, you know, mass is going to be at a certain time. Um, evening prayer is going to be at a certain time. Adoration is going to be at a certain time. So I found that sticking to the routine in a time that there seemed to be no routine was very, very helpful. And then um, I guess with the work that I'm doing, which is very connected with faith, is that um, a lot of nonprofits, apostolates have recognized that they've got to go online. Um, I've been ra raising the flag for many, many years, telling people, uh, you, you have to get online. You have to start being able to use video. Um, yeah, you can't be dependent on meetings. And, um, you know, maybe one of the, you know, I guess one of the silver linings of this pandemic and what's happened over the 12 months is Catholics didn't have an option anymore, especially parishes who now have had to figure out very quickly how to have live streams um, for their masses, how to communicate with their parishioners uh, via video. And it's been the same for any type of apostolate where um, I've helped organize several um, appeal dinners um, or banquets online. And, um, you know, it's a completely different atmosphere. But what they found is that, um, you know, there's a lot of fruit to do that. So it's been a hectic year, but I found that sticking to a prayer life, um, a structured prayer life has been helpful. And also just embracing the world that we live in um, but at the same time, it, it's not to say that go completely online and that I want to make sure is taken away from your um, your listeners, your audience, is that um, if I'm telling you to do Zoom or do video, um, you know, th th this should never be the typical way of communicating because obviously we're all anticipating those days where we get to meet one another again, we can socialize, we can go to mass, we can do everything. And um, that should always be priority number one, especially when it comes to fundraising, but obviously with everything else. But uh, now is the time to learn how to do this stuff, but also, you know, stress and, and, and worrying is not, are not gifts of the Holy Spirit. So try and uh, have a structured prayer life while you're getting through all this stuff. Thank you for sharing that about your prayer life and also about the idea of structure. It does make a big difference, I believe, when we do schedule out those times and say, this is God's time in the morning, the afternoon, evening, and even when we go to daily mass, when we go to adoration. So that's, that's a really good point for all of us. And especially with the fact that we're coming out of this pandemic, hopefully sooner than later. <laughs> and that was, that was a w wonderful way that you described that because good has come out of all of this. And I think that some discipline, as you said, uh, structuring ourselves according to um, making time for, for prayer and for God in our lives. And you know what? The same goes true for what you're doing, right? Because I know that the one thing that you have taught me since I signed on with CatholicFundraiser.net through the organization that I'm the director for, the St. Raymond Anatas Foundation, is that in the lessons that you teach, which we'll get into all of that, how that works, uh, you do talk about that idea of having a strategy and really thinking through what you're doing and when you're doing it and making time to do it each day, right? A little bit every single day and not just saving it for like 
a project or something that, oh, by the way, we need to work on fundraising, right? I mean, it's something that you're always doing all the time. And so yeah. it's, it's a good way to, I think you've, you've taught me a good way of looking at it and a good way of sort of really jumping on board with it, right? And saying, you know, I'm going to be proactive with this and not just reactive with my fundraising, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it, it makes complete sense. I mean, I found the, the, the apostolates that have been, have achieved the most success over the past 12 months are the ones who have had a very, very strong prayer life. Um, the ones that have really, they, they haven't hit any of their marks, their targets. Um, it, it, it's because, you know, th there wasn't a lot of structure, you know, and sometimes it's hard to, to say these things now because they're like, oh, well, you know, it was difficult. There were, you know, there were a lot of challenges. And I mean, I completely understand. Um, nonetheless, as Catholics, you know, as I think it was, I forget which Pope said it. It might have been Pope Leo the Thirteenth, but he said where Catholics are made for combat. So when, when we find challenges and difficulties, I mean, that's what we're made for. So we're not, Catholics are not made for everything is easy. I can sit down. I've got time to do, you know what I need to do, and there are no distractions. Catholics are designed to execute when there are a thousand distractions, and it seems completely impossible. Um, that's why Jesus said, you know, with God, everything is possible. Um, he was referencing that life is pretty difficult. And, um, but th th that's the joy of our, our, our faith, is that we do things that we thought we would never have been able to do. And then that's where, you know, we go to Mass and we say thanks you know, thanks be to God for, for helping me with all of this. And obviously saying, you know, thank you, God, for being by my side as I'm in the middle of something. So um, the Catholic organizations, and I think that this as well as for anyone, is, is that we, we, we achieve uh, what we want. And regardless of, of fundraising, obviously, I'm talking about that specifically here. But you, you tend to get what... Um, you're looking for, or you even tend to get the answers. And I find that a lot of Catholic apostles who start fundraising really recognize that they shouldn't be because they start recognizing that, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe there are other things that I can do um, as a, apart from being scattered everywhere and thinking, well, can I do this? Can I not? This is difficult. Uh, that, that strong prayer life is going to get you the right answers. And then if you are in a position where you should be fundraising, um, you're going to raise a whole, you're, you're going to hit your goals because I'm a big believer that God doesn't put you into something um, without giving you everything that you need to do what he's asking you to do. So I'm a big believer. God is, you know, it, it, this is not the gospel of prosperity. And I want to make sure, I know I'm talking a whole lot and I want to pause, but this is very different than saying, uh, you know, if I believe in God and I have a strong prayer life, then I'm going to raise X amount of money. It, it's not at all that. That's where you have to have a strong prayer life to always remember, am I, should I actually be doing this? I mean, fundraising is difficult and sometimes it's a good thing because it reminds us of asking the question, should I really, really be doing this? And you have a prayer. And if you have a strong prayer life, structured prayer life, you're always going to get the right answer, whether it's yes or no, you're going to get the right answer. Well said. And, and I completely agree with you that prayer really is that ingredient. And may I add, too, that if somebody's watching and they are involved in a nonprofit, whether you're on a board or whether you're in some way, shape, or form involved with a nonprofit, 
is that I think that not only does the director or the person sort of quote in charge the people that are running it, but also the whole board needs to pray too. Would you agree with that? I mean, everybody needs to come together uh, and pray for the success of this uh, organization, I would think. I mean, at least on my uh, experience, I would say that getting that whole, the whole um, group, right? Everyone and getting and asking other people to pray for you too. I mean, wouldn't you say that that makes a difference as well? Is that when you're asking people to pray for us so that we can reach more people and help more people and do this Catholic apostolate? That is correct. And on my website, catholicfundraiser.net, I actually have a, like a free booklet. It's called the 10 Commandments to Catholic Fundraising. It's 10 things that I think anyone should do if they are, if they are either considering to, to fundraise or currently fundraising. And when you, when you get it, well, I'll tell you what the first one is. The first one is, is to make sure that you have an active prayer life. And obviously, if your board, um, board members are there, um, they should have an active prayer life. And then, but, but then th th this gets into the whole topic of, you know, what is prayer and what is a prayer life? Um, the catechism clearly has strong outlines of what it is. And I remember... Uh, many, well, not many, maybe eight years ago, I did a, a theology degree. I'm not going to say I'm a theologian, but I learned that I was pretty ignorant. So I, I, I went to a theology degree. And then one of, one of the best classes I took was spirituality. And I, had, I found that, that I had a lot of misconceptions on what spirituality and prayer is. Um, I had a very, uh, um, what's, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a modern look to it, a very secular look to it, um, and I had no idea, and it was not at all Catholic. So um, a lot of people who think that they have a prayer life, you know, oftentimes you're, you're, you're misassociating what a Catholic prayer life or what a real Christian, specifically a Catholic prayer life is. Um, and so when you have the board members and say, oh yeah, I have prayer, I have a prayer life, you, you, you gotta, I'm sorry, you gotta press on people and say, well, what does that actually mean? And usually people will say, well, that's personal to me. And I think that's one of the challenges that we face in the 21st century is that we, we've, we, we've kind of like said prayer and spirituality is a very personal experience. Um, and I think that's probably why oh, there are a lot of problems in the world is because people don't know how to pray, especially Catholics. And they, they, they close them out themselves and say, well, the way I pray is the way I pray. And that, that's between me and God. When in reality, it's not. It's, it's kind of like sin. When you sin, it's not between you and God. It's, you know, sin, especially um, mortal sin. And even the venial, it, it always impacts the community around you. So if sin impacts the community around you, obviously you have confession to cleanse you of the sin, but then you have to start getting on the right path. And then specifically for prayer, I mean, this is my personal opinion, but I think this is the way the Catholic Church teaches you know, and if you read the saints and the the, the, um, the church fathers, they're pretty clear on what prayer is and how to do it. And I find, you know, I'm growing up in the 21st century, a lot of Catholics are ignorant on what prayer really is. So one of the recommendations, obviously go to my website, catholicfundraiser.net, but, you know, go to websites uh, and figure out what prayer is. Go, buy the Catechism of the Catholic Church, go to section four, there's some great uh, references to St. Therese of Lisieux. There's also references to, um, 
I think it's probably St. Bernard, but obviously they reference St. Thomas Aquinas and St. Augustine, but really understand what prayer is. And then obviously to wrap it back up with the board, make sure the board recognizes that, look, this is prayer. This is what I need you to do. Obviously, it's not completely boxed in about what you're supposed to do, but I think people need to be pressed. Catholics need to be pressed, especially if they're on your board, uh, what it means to have a prayer life. It's number one, it's the, the first thing that I always look to when I'm speaking to people when it comes to fundraising. Because if there's issues with prayer and the definition of prayer and the Catholic perspective, it's just going to trickle into fundraising. Well said, because sometimes we tend to, I think all of us are guilty. I know I can be guilty of this, but we tend to kind of compartmentalize certain things that, okay, this is my time for prayer, and this is my time for fundraising, and this is my time to um, do emails or whatever it is. I mean, it's things that are personal as well, you know, but it's all it all blends together, right? Meaning that we do make that special time to pray, as you said, morning, mid-morning, whatever, noon, if you are doing the liturgy, the hours, and following that whole sequence. But at the end of the day, we never forget about God when we're doing those tasks, right? I mean, so to me, I would think that you're taking God and you're taking the Holy Spirit with you no matter what you do, so that you everything that you do, that God is there and he's a part of it. So I just thank you that you, you brought that up. You know, it's most important that we recognize the Lord in all of this and all that we're doing when we are a Catholic apostolate, right? We're, it's, not, it's not strictly business, right? I mean, we are doing something to help to better the church, to evangelize. So what we are doing is making an impact on not just the whole Catholic church worldwide, but you know the whole world, right? So, I mean, we have to keep all of that in mind. And, uh, and so I thank you for doing great work. Uh, I just thought we could back up just a little bit because obviously you got involved in this. And if my recollection is correct, it wasn't something that you did from the very get-go, say, when you graduated from college. I know that you were involved in some other things. Uh, not that we need to go into a whole bunch of detail, but I was wondering if you could explain to the viewers also how you made that decision to go in this direction, too. Um, great question. I mean, the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is I was pretty sick and tired of working in the secular world. Um, I, number one, I didn't really like the, the, the work itself. I mean, it was okay. It was pretty boring. Um, I worked for kind of like an accounting finance firm. Um, but it, it, was, it was the people. Um, the, 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 there was no sense of values. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk about some very, you know, immoral things and everybody's joking about it. And then when I would raise, you know, you know, Catholic you know, perspective on things, especially, you know, I remember one time people were asking me, you know, well, you're American, you like politics, who are you voting for? And I said, that's a great question. I said, but at the top of my list is, is abortion, you know, the killing of an innocent human being, that's a pretty big deal. And all of them were like, oh, that's, you know, oh, you're, you're, th that's so silly to think like that. And they just completely disregarded it. And I'm like, well, let's have a, let's have a discussion on why you're disregarding it and you think international affairs is so important. You know, obviously bombing people is pretty bad and I don't like that as well, but at least let's put on the table, you know, the killing of innocent, uh, you know, people in, in the womb, but they didn't want to discuss that. And then there were other things. And then, you know, if you look at any 
um, business now. You know, you look at what, what's being implemented as policies where, you know, we're, we're, we're just throwing people in the dark with um, gender ideology, fluidity. All of this stuff was happening, was starting like over 10, 12, 13 years ago when I was working in the secular world. You know, they were, they were just telling me, hey, you know, they would send me emails and I couldn't say unsubscribe because it was, it was part of the company policy that I, you know, that I had to accept all of these things. Just like they were like, well, we're going to accept your Christian Catholic views. You have to accept this. And I just didn't want to have those discussions anymore. I didn't want to hear about other people's immoral actions or, you know, somebody got divorced and then they're going to go out and party. It, it, it was just, I, I recognize at an early age in my twenties, I'm like, if I stay here, I'm going to be, you know, I remember a, a famous person once said it, but it, it's very popular when you, when you read uh, books about like how to personal development, they say, you know, you're, you're the average of the people that you spend most of your time with. So, you know, if I'm spending and I was spending like 70 hours a week with these people, I'm like, well, if what this person's telling me is true that I'm the, I, I become one of the people I hang out with and I'm spending Monday to Friday with them, you know, sure, I could evangelize and I'm not telling everybody to leave, but their job. But for me, I was like, I, you know, I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. I'm like, I'm pulling the plug. But, and then I had to figure out, obviously, another path. So uh, fundraising kind of fell in my lap. So praise be to God. Thank you for getting me out of there. Um, I'm, I'm in a much better place. Well, we appreciate you. And uh, I know uh, not just myself, other people for what you're doing. Because, you know, I don't think there's very many groups that do exactly what you do. Uh, maybe there's nobody else. I know that there's other fundraisers and maybe other Catholic fundraisers, but what you're doing is very special and individualized. And if I could say so, what you're doing is you're teaching people the skills so that they can do it themselves. So in other words, and I know that you do help people where you will actually quote, do the fundraising and that's another whole nother realm, but you will teach them how the skills so that they can make a plan, a strategic plan to do this fundraising and how to do it uh, in a godly way, right? So that you're putting God into everything that you do. I love your videos and you have a video course. And of course, a lot of uh, PDFs and downloads that you've given me that I can read through and follow at my own pace. That's the other thing. It's all at your own pace. And I love how you have developed that program. Wondered if you could talk about that because you have some great options there. People can go to your website and they can just learn from you. They don't have to be a quote customer, right? They don't have to join the program where you've decided that you want to work with you and there is a, you know, a fee that you pay, but uh, they can just go to your website and learn from you and you have some great books there. So tell us about that. Sure. My website, I always say that 99% of everything that I do is absolutely for free. Um, so. And, and, and my objective is that I don't want any Catholic to ever have to say that I didn't know how to do this. There was nobody there to help me, you know, you know, excuses. So I wanted them, you know, <laughs> I, I kind of, the way that I describe it is if they ever, you know, go to the gates of St. Peter and say, you know, St. Peter was like, you know, we, 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 had, we really wanted you to do this, uh, you know, this nonprofit, this is apostolate. And um, if the person says, well, I, I, I didn't know how to fundraise, I, I would like at least 
I don't necessarily want St. Peter to say this, but if, he, if, if it, it was necessary, you could say, well, there was this website that gave you all the tools to do it. Um, that, that's kind of like my thing is like, you know, I want to try and help as many people as possible. So that's why I do my weekly videos. That's why I have my articles. That's why I have a whole lot of stuff. 99% of everything is free. Um, and what I found is that you, you can start an apostolate. You can run a nonprofit very low cost today. Um, there are other Catholic fundraisers out there, but most of them, at least from what I've seen, really focus on diocesan fundraising, parish fundraising, um, but they don't really focus on all the other apostolates. I kind of got into this niche because of the, the, um, the pro-life move, movement. I didn't really see anyone helping them. And rightly so. I mean, there's not a lot of money to be made, you could say. You know, if you were at a parish or a diocese, you know, they're, they're easily raising, you know, exorbitant amounts of money. That's a whole other topic. I mean, a diocese is raising $200 million very easily. I mean, that's always their goal, millions and millions and millions. But what I found was that, you know, nobody was really helping the, the pro-life organization that only wants to raise 50000 just to, you know, maybe have a little fund where when a, you know, a woman does say yes and say, I want to choose life, um, but needs help either to buy their own car or, you know, cover the cost of an apartment, it's there. So I, I kind of... Took the, took the path that was least, um, what it was, um, what's his name? That famous um, Frost. I always forget his, um, his name. I, I'm not much of a poet, but I do remember. Is it David Frost? It, it, it's something of that sort. I remember he Robert said. Frost, um, Robert Frost. Robert Frost. Yes. I took the path less taken, and that has made all the difference. It always stuck with me from high school to take that other path. And so I, I kind of, I started in parish fundraising. But then I saw this opportunity where a pro-life organization was saying, look, we don't have any money to help you, but uh, we're saving babies. And I thought, like, well, how can I say no to this? And then it kind of just uh, cascaded into helping a lot of other people. So I try and help everybody. Um, and it's a lot of fun because I get to meet Catholics like you, Anne, who are committed and they're trying to put all the different pieces together. And I found that if I can teach people to fish, they're going to, they're going to fish, they're going to catch things. So um, there are only a certain things that you have to learn how to do. And sometimes it's, it can be a bit challenging and a bit frustrating because, you know, you didn't, you didn't get into your apostolate thinking that you'd have to do all of this stuff. But uh, I really try and lay out a plan and then try and help implement the plan and hope that you're every day, you're a little bit better. So that, that's my whole objective with what I do is to make any, per, any, any Catholic out there that sees that they need to raise some money, they, they have a plan to implement it, so that way they can do it over and over and over again and stress a little bit less each time. And you do a very good job, too. And I know we're going to talk a lot more about that, so thank you. We do have to take a short commercial break. So, Brees and everyone else, we will be back in just a few minutes here on Journeys in Faith. Hi, my name is Ann DeSantis and I'm the director for the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. You can learn about us on our website at nonatus.org. I'm here to tell you today about two great podcasts that I hope that you will tune in. 
the first Tuesday of every month at 8 o'clock, we have a podcast specifically for Catholics affected by divorce. From 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern, go to Philly Nonatis on YouTube to subscribe. In addition, we also have a podcast the last Thursday of every month. That's also at 8 o'clock Eastern Time for one hour. And that one is for families in crisis. We have some really great guests coming up soon, so hope to see you then. Please also consider the fact that you can make spiritual direction appointments with us, with our spiritual moderator. All you need to do is go to our website on the contact form and just reach out to us. We'd be happy to hear from you and look forward to setting up an appointment. So we'd love to connect with you. Please share this video and let people know that we're there for families affected by divorce and also families in crisis. Thank you. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present the Discover Your Mission series. Now I had been brought up without any prayer, without Bible, without church, nothing of that kind. And so when my father died, I became suicidally depressed. I, I had no desire to live. And yet, by the grace of God, uh, whenever I got to the point of actually taking my life, I always had this interior conviction that if I took my life, I would simply find it again on the other side and it would be permanent misery. But it wasn't until I became a wife and a mother and I began to try and pass my faith on to my children that I realized that everything I knew about Jesus was memorized doctrine. I was a good man, I was a good father, I was instilling the sacraments into my family. Uh, I was definitely not intentional, I was stuck broke in my faith. But what kind of strength did he have? Jackie did not just have a strength of body or baseball skill. He had a strength inside of his spirit, a courageous meekness that empowered him to play the game. And I tell him what is going on with me and he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. I think this is like some sort of miracle, dude. And he's like, okay, you know, of course, but I'll believe it when I see it. Honey, you've been trying to quit and you've been saying this and saying that. And I'm, a, you know, he, his big line to me is, you shouldn't say things <laughs> because I never followed through on them. And so this was week after week month after month he is looking at me like this is a miracle there is no way that you on your own could have done this so we are called to sing all of us are called to sing all of us are called to express ourselves and join our voice into the unity of the church uh, often with my choirs, I, I ask them to listen to each other, to listen to the, the sound that they make together as one. That's what we're aiming for. Through the harmony or unison, we're aiming for a one sound. You need to decide. What are you going to participate in? 
are you going to participate in the historic Christian idea of the altar of sacrifice, which is in the Eucharist, or not? Hello, welcome back to Journeys in Faith here on this Friday evening with my awesome guest, Bree Sokolowski from catholicfundraiser.net. And during the first half of the show, he shared a little bit of his faith journey and told us uh, a lot about what he's doing now with catholicfundraiser.net, helping Catholic apostolates to be able to make better outreach to the people that really need their help and through fundraising too, because let's face it, it's something that does have to be done uh, if you are a Catholic nonprofit or a group that is trying to make outreach, you know, we need money to get where we, we're, we're going to reach the people we're trying to help. So thank you so much, Brees, again, for joining us. The pleasure is all mine. Yeah. So let's pick up, if we could, where we left off, because you were telling people about how your website works and that like 99% of what's on the website is there. It's there for free to help you. You don't have to join and become a, quote, client of Brees's. Uh, but there is that option too. Now, I will say that I'm with the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation as the director. We did make a decision that we did want to be a client of yours. And that has been a great decision for us because it's helped me in giving me the tools through all the, the downloads, through all the videos, and through the personal contact that I've had with you via the Zoom calls, where we schedule times where you kind of talk to me about you know how, how I'm doing and ways that I can move ahead, and both some constructive criticism, but also some encouragement too. So tell us, if you would, um, in addition to the free resources that are there, if somebody is thinking, you know what, maybe I do want to consider signing on and being a client with catholicfundraiser.net, can you just explain to them how that would work? What would be sort of the process? What would they gain from making that decision? that they would like to be a client as opposed to just going on your website and learning from all of your wonderful resources there. Absolutely. Um, usually somebody who wants to work with me personally um, tends to either ha have recognized that time is precious and they don't want to go through my website for hours on end to try and piece the different things together. They usually say, look, I don't have the time to do that. I need to know what to do, you know, A, B, C, D. I need to know what I, what, what do I need to do now and how do I do it? And they're willing, you know, to, and usually when they're like that, and I, I found over the years that I, I've, I've been helping people is that I used to just say, look, if you want the process, here it is. But even that I found is not always helpful. What I have found, and it reaffirms why we're Catholic, is that we're Catholic in the sense that we can't, be Catholic alone. And that's the difference between Protestants and Catholics is that as a Catholic, you have to, you have to go to Sunday Mass. And that's why probably to go back to the topic of coronavirus and being locked in, like if, if you're feeling stressed and worried and, you know, it, one of the reasons why is that we're designed to be together. So if you haven't gone to Mass in a while and you're doing live stream, my recommendation is, and obviously everybody's different, but um, one of those inklings of why, and obviously I'm preaching to the choir, is that 
you know, we're designed to communicate with one another. And with my program, obviously I'm communicating with, uh, for example, you and via video, but I have met a lot of my clients in person. Usually when I'm traveling, I tell people, Hey, I'm going to be in this city and this city. I, I do travel every now and again, obviously with coronavirus, it's been very, very limited, but I really try and meet with people and, you know, grab a cup of coffee. Um, if somebody's flying through Austin, Texas, where I am, um, I was telling them, look, let me know and we'll either grab a beer or a coffee or go for a walk, whatever works. Um, but usually somebody who wants assistance um, with me is usually looking for someone to speak with. And that's that Catholic sense of being able to just say, you know, either say what they're stuck on, vent a little bit. Um, I mean, fundraising is very difficult, but they also want the plan. And so that that's usually who I, I work with. And then depending on how much help they need, a lot of people just need to be guided in the right direction and know that there's somebody on the other line that they can either email, text, or call to help them keep moving forward. And it works very well. And for me, I would say that I happen to work for a wonderful nonprofit, as I said, the St. Raymond Anatas Foundation, working with the Mercedarian Religious Order at orderofmercy.org, if anyone wants to learn about them. But the point being is that I am pretty much the only, quote, employee. So I'm the director. And when I signed on with you, uh, with catholicfundraiser.net, the fact that I don't have other employees working with me, I do have a wonderful board and they're very communicative and we do have our quarterly board meetings and we have emails and sometimes phone calls in between board meetings. But point being is that it's great to have someone like you who's there uh, helping me. As I know that since we are in this kind of, you know, as I said, we became a customer of yours, right? In, in a sense, so that I can schedule those times to ask questions which really makes a difference for me that we can every say month or so we can come together and just do a check-in and and it really it helps me to be accountable too as the director and i have to admit i've learned so much about what to do and what not to do i'm still learning i have to admit i mean i i signed on with you at the end of october 2020 and um and so or i think it was the end of september actually but it's, it's sort of a monthly process because it's a course that you're taking, right? You Every week, you know, I can watch great videos and read the downloads and use. These are things that I can actually use to uh, the, the downloads that I can use as, say, email letters that go out to our email list and things like that. So uh, so it's, it's really been a great experience. Now, one of the things that you really helped me with a great deal, which uh, <laughs> I know was a process for you, too, in helping me because we had some roadblocks, but when you helped me to get the Google grant, which mm. I'll be quite honest with you, Breeze, I did not know about it before I, I met you. And so you helped me to be able to apply for that grant. And the great thing is, and it's free, right? Completely free, is that you can get up to $10,000 a month as a, as a nonprofit in free Google grants. I don't know if a lot of people are watching that know that. So tell us about that because you really did help me a great deal. And we've been getting a lot more hits on our website. Okay, well, that's good to hear. Yes, the, um, the Google grant is $10,000 a month of ad credit. So as opposed to going and paying to, to get people to learn about your, um, your website, um, 
Google will upfront the cost. Now, I'm a, I, I don't like grants for the most part. Anyone who's looking to apply for grants, it's usually a waste of time just because there's too much paperwork, is too much delays, especially with the coronavirus. Everybody's, you know, separate. And if you're trying to apply for something, things are going to take longer. So I'm not a big fan of grants. However, the Google grant is absolutely phenomenal because what I try and teach people in my course and also on my website is that your number one problem, usually people call me up and say, I need help fundraising. I need to ask money. And the problem usually always is, is, well, who are you going to ask? And like, well, I don't know a lot of people. Can you help me? And so they're always asking, well, get, find me people who are ready to ask. I'm like, if it was easy, I wouldn't have to be talking with you and you wouldn't be stressing. So I always try and teach people the biggest problem that you have to solve is this concept of awareness. People have to know that you exist. And if people know that you exist, then you start building that bridge um, to getting a donation, which people have to know who you are and then people have to trust you. Those are the two elements that I try and teach Catholic apostolates is if you, you can hundreds of people you and you can figure out how to get them to trust you fundraising it's easy grant comes in google grant and everybody's using google.com everyone's always looking for something and usually people there are catholics looking for things like catholic church near me how to uh, divine mercy chaplet is like one of the highest grossing search term items on google for Catholics, there are all these different terms that people are looking for. And when the search results happen, your, your ad or your, 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 your text on your apostolate can show at the top. And then, you know, not everybody's going to click it, but at least everyone's going to, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are going to start seeing your name and, they, and it's going to start clicking. So you start building that awareness. And when you enter in Google Grant, which just dollars a month that equates to hundreds of thousands of what they call it that's your driving board and it says you know hey um it's tax season get your done at this are you know the i've seen that big billboard it's the same thing with the internet if people are typing something you know catholic catholic organization catholic group or how do I get involved? They're going to see your quote unquote billboard on, and um, it's not going to cost anything. So, hundreds of them and the thousands of websites. And so, that's the first thing that I try and teach people because when they ask me, hey, help me fundraise, I have to say, well, how many people know who you are? How many people are you building, getting um, awareness from? And if you think about it in the perspective of our faith, that Jesus, Jesus was mission to spread the gospel, spread his message. Obviously, he had the 12 apostles. They also had, you know, they had funds. They do talk about that as well. But his main focus was to get the word out. And what I find with Catholic apostles who are struggling with fundraising, usually, and we talked about prayer in the beginning, you usually, if they're struggling with fundraising, I always try and think about, well, do you have a strong prayer life? If not, here are some recommendations. And if people aren't knowing about you, well, here are a few recommendations, which one of them is the Google grant, which is you flick the switch and all of a sudden you have hundreds of thousands of people knowing about you. So that's 
that it's really beneficial. It's $10,000 a month. It's free money the way that I see it. Um, a lot of, um, even, and I know I'm talking a whole lot here, but one more point, December and January, and I've never seen them do this before, Google increased the amount that they allowed you to use. So instead of $10,000 a month, you could use thousand of free money. Um, and I had Catholic apostolates just, I mean, they had a great end of year because of that. They were like, we saw a whole lot more traffic to our website. They raised a whole lot more money. So it's, um, if you need help, go to catholicfundraiser.net, type in Google grant, or even type the word grant and things learning in depth of like step one, step two, because, and you, you know, this can get a little tedious. I've been doing it for years and it gets a little bit tedious. It's not complicated, but it is tedious. And if you miss a step, you recognize that you five steps back. And so, um, but it's worth checking out. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. I will say that. Um, now that we finally got approved, we've sent, seen a huge increase on how many people are visiting our website and how many people are wanting to become like, quote, clients of ours, you know, be, become involved sure. with our foundation. So it really has helped a lot. And, um, and like you said, there can be some tedious steps there, but that's where I will say that having Greece as part of... Um, my team, right? Because we're working together because I, yeah, I did decide to actually work with and become a client with Catholic fundraiser. Like he was able to help me and we did some zoom calls where we did some troubleshooting and things like that. And we're able to finally get the approval. And I think Brees was joking around and saying, you know, you can finally, uh, uncork the champagne bottle, you know, when, when we finally get that Google grant and, and it was a great day when, when it finally was approved and, was so glad. So I, I thank you so much for, you know, helping us in that way. You're welcome. Great to hear that. Yes. Now I was wondering, you know, we, we have about you know, 10 minutes or so left in this program is that if somebody's watching and they're thinking, wow, this all sounds really good. Uh, if I, I'm a Catholic, I want to start my nonprofit and I want to get it off to a good start. And I want to get it off to a good start with also with the fundraising. And it's not a separate thing from your prayer life. As you said, Brees has said all along during the show that prayer is first, right? You have to develop that prayer life and you have to really invite God into everything that you're doing, right? Including that prayer and the people that are working with you around you, that you're coming together in, in a proper way and interceding and developing that relationship with God. So any words of advice to those new nonprofits out there who are thinking, it sounds so daunting. It sounds like there's so much to do. What are some of my initial steps as I'm beginning this process and, and also getting on board with good fundraising? I mean, step one, visit the website, catholicfundraiser.net. Step two, get the, get the free guide, the 10 commandments. Um, that's going to get you, I guess, in the, in, into my community. So that way, you know, every week I'm, I'm telling people what I'm doing or what I'm seeing is the challenge of, I guess, of the week. And I, I just constantly, every week I'm, I'm telling people, hey, this is, I see this as a challenge and this is what I'm doing to overcome it. For example, back to the, the whole coronavirus, I, I did several 
videos on, you know, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm seeing works and um also saying if hey if you need help uh, you know email me let me know so fast forward to 2021 it, it you know there are there are still plenty of problems that people are trying to figure out so visit my website and uh you're going to be plugged in with me um you're not going to be doing it alone and i find that to be one of the the key benefits that i've seen from people is that it's it's nice to know that somebody is out there that's constantly doing this and is nudging people forward. Yes, yeah, that it's been an amazing thing. Um, I didn't know if you had anything to say. Now, I know this is kind of a separate topic, but maybe you have some words uh, of advice on this too, is that some people and some of the nonprofits that went through difficult and challenging times financially last year applied for the, uh, the government loan, which is the, it's called the PPP loan. Uh, I don't know mm. if you have anything to say about that. I know that my nonprofit did apply and we were able to get it. So do you have any oh, knowledge or anything to say about that? I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's two different perspectives. You know, I've known other uh, Catholic organizations who applied and did receive it, but I knew other Catholic organizations that say, you know, I don't want money from the government. So, you know, it, it, it's there. I mean, it, it's, it's just two different philosophies. You know, I saw it look, they're down and they're really impacting you um take it uh but at the same time people say look i don't want i don't want all the money from the government i don't want to be dependent well i don't think you know the amount of money that they're going to give you is, is going to end and, um but i understand so i i i actually i think i did one video on it um or do it if i did or didn't because i i did know that this was going to be controversial um, even the Google grant is controversial because a lot of people say, well, yeah, Google, just like any organization that's not the Catholic Church, um, is, is, is doing bad stuff. You could even say people within the Catholic Church are doing bad things. So there's a lot of bad and evil out there. But I'm also saying, look, you know, we got to use roads that are built by the government that's obviously using our money to kill babies. I mean, we are surrounded by evil. So it's a personal call for people, but I'm glad that you applied for it. Um, I know other Catholic organizations that applied for it and it's helped because, you know, you can do, you can do stuff with that money. But then again, you know, we are not dependent on money. And I've always best Catholic apostolates know how to not run on a shoestring budget, but they don't even need a shoestring. And they're like, I know how to run on a completely good uh, shoes that have been donated. I mean, you can get a lot of free stuff these days. It's unbelievable. You just have to learn the art of the ask, if you can call it that. Yeah. You know, fundraising is that helping you fundraise, but I'm also helping you how to get that church hall for free. I'm learning how you can ask this company who, you know, maybe builds widgets you or to, to, to build you something for free, or if you need office space, how do you get that big Catholic, you know, there's probably a kind of a, a successful Catholic entrepreneur in your neighborhood. How do you knock on his door and say, look, I'd love to just have a little corner office in your, in your, in your business that I could do my stuff. Can I just do that for free? And in return, maybe, you know, you, you can do a few things around the, uh, you know, maybe you can give them, you know, a theology lesson every now and again, because I found that business people um, tend to be really focused on their business. I mean, that's how they got to be successful, but 
they're, they're short on time to do everything else. So if they had somebody who was a Catholic inside of their business um, and they could just walk over there and say hi and kind of get their little daily dose, I mean, it's a win-win. So, um, so yeah, that, that's, uh, that's my two cents on that. Yeah, that's good two cents. Thank you. And, and, and these are new, these, these must be items that are in your course that are a little further along than, than I am. Uh, but I'm looking forward module to three. And okay, when you get module there, three. You know. Okay. <laughs> I will. I will. It, it all sounds wonderful. And as I said, I can't say enough good about the work that Brees is doing. Um, you know, I've had a lot of different guests on this show and a lot of them are people that I know and also people that, you know, I recommend. And, he, and Brees is one of those people that, that, that the Journeys in Faith and also Fiat Ministry Network is familiar with the work that you're doing. So, and, and it's all wonderful work helping Catholic apostolates. When it comes down to it, you're helping them to evangelize better. So thank you so much. Now, after this show is over, Brees and I will be going on to our Patreon site at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry for a show called Five Minutes of Faith. So please do join us there. Um, and I thank all of you for watching here. And this is also on podcast too. Please subscribe to Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Radio. Brees, do you have any final words before we end? If you have questions on fundraising, visit catholicfundraiser.net. Tons and tons of free resources. Uh, get connected. And um, I look forward to connecting with, with the next newest Catholic apostolate out there trying to spread and preach the gospel that uh, Christ is Lord. Amen. Christ is Lord. Thank you so much, Brees. And uh, I would invite you to come back again. God bless everyone. We'll see you here on Journeys in Faith next Friday night. Journeys of Faith is a production of Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry. For more information about Journeys of Faith, email info at fiatministrynetwork.tv. And be sure to friend, follow, and like us on social media. Just search Journeys in Faith with Ann DeSantis.